Welcome to episode 14 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper, and I do thank you for joining me uh, me on this podcast. Um, If you've been with me since the beginning, I thank you for that as well. Um, I'm going to try to be more regular. Um, This podcast uh, is actually going to be a little bit different than um, some of my previous uh, podcasts. I'm not going to talk too much about film or, um, you know, the artistic part of photography. Instead, I'm going to talk about gear. Now, again, it's, it is going to be about film photography, but I'm going to talk about the gear uh, that I use and why I use it. And this week, I'm going to talk about um, SLR cameras. Now, there are all kinds of cameras, all kinds of film cameras, uh, and they carry over into digital as well. SLRs, or single-lens reflexes, are one kind of those cameras. There are also rangefinder cameras, viewfinder cameras, or um, uh, what are, I think they're called um, zone-focus cameras. Um, there are also TLRs. There are point-and-shoots. Uh, there's large for- format cameras, all kinds of cameras. But the single lens reflex is one of the more popular uh, types of cameras. And there are DSLRs, and then there are film SLRs. SLRs, again, meaning single lens reflex. So what is a single lens reflex camera, and why do I like them so much? Well, a single lens reflex camera is a particular kind of camera that you probably would recognize as a camera. When you think of a camera, most likely you're going to think of a single lens reflex camera. One of their most defining features is the hump on the top of the camera, in addition to the large lens in the front. But the hump on the top of the camera uh, holds what's called a pentaprism, and we'll discuss that in a little bit. Now, a lot of cameras today that aren't SLRs also have this, this hump on the top. A lot of what are called mirrorless cameras, digital cameras, uh, mirrorless cameras, uh, will have this hump on the top as well. But it doesn't uh, have the same function as an SLR's hump does because there is no mirror. <laughs> That's why they call it a mirrorless camera. Um, And we'll find out why I just said that in just a little bit. But largely the function of that hump on the top of mirrorless cameras is simply for an electronic viewfinder. Then there are also toy cameras that have a hump on the top. And in many cases, that hump doesn't even contain a viewfinder. It's simply there for decoration. But a true SLR has that hump for a reason, and we'll discuss that reason in a minute. Another defining feature of SLRs is that they're relatively big. Um, They're weighty. Even modern SLRs that are made more of plastic have a bit of a heft to them. Old SLRs, like I like to use, ones from the, you know, late 60s, early 70s, are very heavy. They're made largely of metal. Uh, They have all metal and glass uh, lenses. And um, thus, they're very, very heavy. But I find them reassuringly heavy. I love using uh, these old um, all-metal cameras. Uh, They're very, very well made. Another defining feature of SLRs is that they are interchangeable lens cameras. 
So an SLR is simply a camera body, and then you buy your lens according to the focal length you want to shoot. A common focal length is 50 millimeter. A lot of cameras used to come with 50 millimeter lenses, and I believe probably they still do in the digital world. I, I've never owned a digital SLR, so I don't know what they come with. But um, that's a, a fairly common focal length for a lens. But if you want to go wider, you can go into the 40s or 30s, a 35 millimeter lens, or even wider to say a 28 or a 24 millimeter or even wider. On the other hand, if you want to uh, have more of a telephoto lens, um, you can go up into the higher 50s, on up into the 80s, an 85 millimeter lens, maybe a 135 millimeter lens, if you want to really get some telephoto work going on, or even more, maybe even a two or 300 millimeter lens for uh, more telephoto uh, effects. But a good starting place is a 50 millimeter lens, which I do own. I have a 50 millimeter, a 35 millimeter, a 108 millimeter, um, or I'm sorry, a 135, 135 millimeter, not a 108, 135, uh, then a 28 millimeter, and a uh, 24 millimeter lens. So I've got a fair amount of lenses. Um, so again, an SLR is simply a body, and then you attach your lenses based on the, the focal length you want to, uh, to shoot, shoot with. Some other defining characteristics of SLRs are the way they work. So how does an SLR work? Well, here's where we get into that, that hump on the top of the lens and the mirror that, we're, that we talked about when we talked about mirrorless cameras. The way an SLR works is when you attach your lens, you have your film loaded and everything, and then you take the cap off your lens. When you look through the viewfinder, what's happening is that the light from the image or from the object that you're photographing, um, the light from that, that object is going through the lens. So if you imagine the front of the camera, light is going in through the front of the lens to the back of the camera. And before, or when it nears the back of the camera, it's going to hit this mirror. This mirror is at a 45 degree angle. And so that mirror will reflect the light upward. So again, it's coming through the lens, hitting the mirror, going upward. And when it goes up, it goes to that hump. And in that hump is what's called a pentaprism. It's a special prism that allows the light to kind of bounce off, bounce around a little bit in a predetermined way, and back through the viewfinder. So again, the light comes through the lens, hits the mirror that's at a 45 degree angle, which redirects the light upward to the pentaprism, which then redirects the light back in through the viewfinder and into your eye. So it's a, a pretty ingenious and, and cool way of, uh, of photography. And one of the benefits of that is that when you look through the viewfinder of an SLR, what you're seeing in your viewfinder is what you're going to get to a certain degree. We'll talk about uh, some of the other factors uh, of uh, what your image will look like, but to a large degree, what, you're, what you are going to see 
or what you see through your viewfinder is what you're going to get. And what I mean by that is that the subject and everything that's contained within the frame of, uh, of that viewfinder is what's going to be in the frame of your photo. The subject and everything else contained in the frame of your photo. So it's different than, say, a, a viewfinder camera because of when you look through a, the viewfinder of a viewfinder camera, say a rangefinder or a zone focus camera or a point and shoot, the viewfinder is slightly off set from the lens. Whereas with an SLR, the lens, the light coming in through the lens is being redirected right through the viewfinder. So it's really a nice way to know what you're going to get. But some limitations of that are, uh, well, one, the flapping mirror. So when you take the photo, when, when you press the shutter release button, what's happening is it's letting that, it's flapping up that mirror, letting that mirror flap up, and that allows the light to pass underneath the mirror. So the mirror is kind of getting out of the way. And that allows the, the light coming in through the lens to, instead of hit the mirror, hitting the mirror, it passes underneath the mirror, through the shutter, and then onto the film. Now, an uh, interesting uh, side effect of that is that when the mirror flaps up, you're not seeing anything through the viewfinder because that light's not hitting the mirror, starting that process of going through, you know, hitting the mirror, going up through the pen and prism and out the, the viewfinder. So um, for just a moment in time, uh, the viewfinder will be dark, but that's just the way an SLR works. Another uh, side effect of, of the SLR is just with, as with any film camera, um, <laughs> you may know you, you, with, a, with an SLR, you may know the, the composition as far as the, the subject of the, of, the, of the photo that you're going to take, but that still is also affected by the film stock that you're using. So whether it's color, color slide, color negative, black and white, and all everything in between, that's also going to, going to determine what your image is going to look, look like. But again, the subject itself and everything contained within the frame of your viewfinder is what's gonna be on your photograph. Um, another nice feature of SLRs, most SLRs, at least the ones that I've, that I've used, I should say, is they'll have what's called a depth of field uh, preview. So what happens is when you advance your shutter, uh, uh, not your shutter release, your um, film advance lever, uh, after you do that, you can press what's called the depth of field preview button. And what that does is it allows you to see the depth of field that you're going to have in your photograph. So not only now will you be able to see what uh, subject is gonna be in the frame, but you'll also get to see what is going to be in focus in that frame. So what is the depth of field? What does all that mean? Well, there's a lot of math involved, but uh, the way it's broken down um, basically is when you have a, f a photograph, you can, you can have your subject be in focus and everything else be out of focus 
or you can have your subject be in focus and everything else be in focus as well. So the way that works is if you have your aperture on, you know, your aperture ring on your lens, if you have it uh, stopped down all the way to say F22 or F16, which you would do for a, you know, a bright sunny day, then your subject is going to be in focus. Once you focus in on your subject, that's going to be in focus, but everything else is going to be in focus as well. Everything else will be in focus. So that would be good for, say, landscape photography or architecture photography or, you know, something like that, maybe street photography um, or, you know, whatever kind of photography you want. But a lot of landscape architecture street photographers will use, uh, you know, uh, uh, large depths of field. But now if you want to, say, do portrait photography, or if you're, say, using, <laughs> like I do, really, really, really slow film, then you're going to have to open up your uh, aperture to, say, f5.6 or f4 or 2.8 or even f2. I oftentimes shoot at f2 or even 1.4 on my 50 millimeter lens. I'll op open it up all the way because I'm shooting those really, really slow films. And an effect of using a large aperture is what's called a shallow depth of field. And the effect that that brings you is that the subject that you're photographing will be in focus and everything else will be out of focus. So you'll get what's called bokeh. Uh, various lenses will render bokeh in a different way. Uh, you can have really creamy bokeh. You can have uh, maybe geometric shapes in your bokeh. There's all kinds of things that can happen with your bokeh, but basically it boils down to um, when you have uh, your aperture opened all the way up, again, your subject will be in focus and everything else will be out of focus. So it's an, an interesting art of, uh, artistic effect that you can play around with. Um, but that's, that's a nice feature of the SLR, is that it has that depth of, preview, uh, depth of field preview. So when you look through your viewfinder and press that button, you can see, is everything going to be out of focus except for my subject? Are, things, are some things going to be out of focus? and something's going to be in focus and then my subject be extremely in focus? Or is everything going to be in focus? That's a nice feature of an SLR. So SLRs are, are really nice. I, I love using them. I, I love all the features of the SLR, but my, my two biggest reasons why I, I love SLRs is knowing what's going to be in the frame of, of the photograph. Because again, the way the the you know, the mirror and the, the pentaprism work together, it makes so that I know exactly what's going to be in the frame of the camera. And then the depth of field preview is, is nice as well. But I also really just like the chunkiness and the, the heft of old SLR cameras. Well, later on, I'll discuss, not in this podcast, but after I understand a little bit more about rangefinders, that's something I want to talk about a little bit too, because rangefinders are surprisingly good cameras. They're different than SLRs, but my use of my uh, Konica 3A 
has always surprised me as far as how good of qualities come from it. So at, on a future podcast, I'll talk about rangefinder cameras, but I need to understand about how they work a little bit more. As, to me, SLRs a little, are a little bit more straightforward. Well, I hope you enjoyed this show. And uh, I know it was maybe a little bit nerdier than some of my other shows. Uh, maybe more like my, uh, <laughs> my uh, Exposure Triangle uh, podcast, which, or uh, episode, which was uh, maybe a bit too nerdy for, for some. But um, it's just enjoyable to be able to talk about some of these things that I really love. And uh, I also enjoy many podcasts myself. Uh, shout out to the uh, Negative Positives podcast. Uh, a great podcast. If you haven't subscribed to them, although I don't know if if you if you're listening to me, I cannot imagine you're not listening to the Negative Positives podcast. Um, there are many others. Photography Matters with Ted Vera, uh, real cool podcast that um, he puts out, and many many other podcasts uh, that I. Uh, truly enjoy. So it's just great to be in the film community and to see the what feels like um, a continued resurgence of, of film photography. It's it's nice to see that, and my only hope is that it continues, um, and that someday we'll get you know more film cameras, uh, film cameras made. Because right now, you know, a lot of us are using old cameras, which is great. You know, they, they <laughs> the cameras made in yesteryear, so to speak, were well built and they're going to last a long time. But eventually they are going to break down. So, you know, it'll be it'll be nice to see newer cameras being made. But again, it's just real nice to be part of, a, you know, the film community and to share the love of this special a uh, way of photography that we all thought was, well, I don't know about all of us, but I thought it was going away. And I was kind of afraid to jump into it. And now that I've jumped into it, I'm just so excited. I, I love it, love it, love it, love it. So anyways, enough, <laughs> enough, of, uh, enough of that. Well, I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Uh, COVID is rearing its ugly head again. And... It's just going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. But please, everyone, just stay safe. Um, Social distance, wear a mask, um, and be kind to one another, no matter what uh, persuasion you may be. Just uh, realize that we're all in this together, not only for COVID, but just in life in general. We all share this planet. It's our... It's our home, and, you know, we all deserve that mutual respect. Um, Enough of my soapbox. (laughs) Well, until next time, sayonara.